Stay tuned for Love Talk with your hosts, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinketer, and Kathy Enderbrock. This is Evelyn Davison. And this is Kathy Enderbrock. And hi, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. And we're coming to you today from the beautiful studio of KTXW, The Bridge, broadcasting out of Austin, Texas. Today's Christian Talk. And we're going to do a lot of talking today, girls. Yes, we Ladies. are. We always do. I'm ready for it, Evelyn. And it's, it's a pretty tough subject. It's how to get along with... Almost anybody. <laughs> Almost anybody. <laughs> Almost anybody. We have no problem with that between the three of us. We are just, we are sisters in season and uh, we're excited about our programming today. And it's, you know, it's a beautiful time in Texas and God's really been working with many of the things across the state of Texas. And I am uh, in the middle right now of writing a new book called Praising. And praying across America. And in the weeks to come, Kathy, we're going to be talking about that some and, and Carrie. But today we want to focus on some of the hardships that we have in daily living with the people that the Lord brings into our life. Now, my husband has a saying that he repeats really often. He says, it's easier are better to work with the devil you know than the devil you don't know. Oh, isn't that the truth? What does that mean? Oh, man. You know, we are bombarded now with all of these opinions right and left about where America needs to go. Mm-hmm. And as America goes, so does Texas go. And so does our own home side. You know, our our livelihood is it is in danger today with some of those uh, policies and things that are going on in our nation. And we are really uh, involved uh, deeply in helping engage people and knowing what it is that God has called us to be, to be love leaders. Well, you know, and I've heard so many times from friends, I love my work. I just hate the people I work with. Okay. And so this is what we want to change for everyone today is that you can love your work. You can love the people that you work with. You can enjoy it. And we always turn to Jesus for our example because he is the, he's a perfect love leader. He's our perfect example. And so many times when he encountered Satan, we didn't see them rolling on the ground, duking it out, did we? (laughs) I mean, Jesus was flesh and blood Mm -hmm. and yet he did not throw a fist at, at the enemy. And so we get to see how he engaged the enemy um, and and worked through the situation without, um, how do you say, free of conflict. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to get to take a look at some of those things today. How you deal with conflict because it is part of life. That's it right. is part of life. You know, I, I think many people think, oh, no, you know, I'm in this conflict or this disagreement. Mm-hmm. But that is life. We are not going to go through life without being in conflict or disagreement. It's how we choose to deal with it mm-hmm. that really makes the difference. And we can see it as, a, you know, a huge um, ordeal and, and it can stress us out. Or we can see it as a way to show Jesus and, and show Jesus to other people. Now, that's the hard part. And I love what we're doing in our series the next two weeks. Uh, well, this week and next week, I love what we're doing on our series of talking through eight points about this about this topic of getting along with almost anybody. One of my heroes, Miss Evelyn Kathy, passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Her name is Pat Summit. She was the coach at University of Tennessee women's basketball for 38 years. She got the head coaching job there when she was 22 years old. Can wow, you imagine? that's a young head coach. She was literally coaching women that were about a year younger than her, and um, or two, you know, within a year or two of her age. She was the most successful college basketball coach of all time, and she dealt with personalities mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. When you're coaching strong women who are playing Division One basketball, I tell you what, there's some strong personalities out there. That's why they're good at their craft and they're good at their trade, and she was so good at dealing with personalities. And so her life just impacted me so much through my coaching career. I read her books. I used mm-hmm. her quotes all the time. I have talked to my daughter, McKenzie's team, about Pat Summit. They're so young, sixth and seventh graders. They don't even know who she is, which breaks my heart because she impacted women 
so unbelievably just she blazed the trail. And so she is a great example of a person who could get along with almost anybody. And I'm sure she used many of these tips that we're going to talk about today. Well, you know, my, my hero is Greg Abbott. Um, just recently, we um, had the first session of the Abbott University. And it was to help us learn to do a number of things during this season of preparing for change in leadership in our nation. Because, you know, it's been very difficult for Christians the last eight years to get along mm-hmm. and, and even to prosper in some of, with some of the decisions that are being made in, in the, not just the business world, but in, in government. And Greg is such a strong believer. He is such a strong messenger for you can win, you you can get along. Because if you don't know his story, he has a new book out, Broken But Unbowed. And he was hit, uh, lightning struck a tree in Houston, Texas, when he was on Memorial uh, Speed, uh, dry, uh, well, walkway, I guess it is. He was out for a run. Yeah, right out for a run. And uh, he's been in a wheelchair uh, for all these years, and he was mm-hmm. just starting out as an attorney. And he he brings to the table some of the ways that we can work with people that we don't like or that don't like us or that we, we're having great difficulty. Well, I tell you, I mean, you all know I come from a family of eight, so there are four <laughs> boys and four <laughs> girls. And so we learned early on how to get along with one another And my mom, um, you know, being in the field of psychology, early on she gave us the Myers-Briggs type indicator. She would give us various personality tests so that we could start to understand, you know, even though you think your sister across the table is like the devil herself, (laughs) it's just because she sees things differently than you. She responds Mm -hmm. to things differently than you, and she processes things differently than you. And I can't tell you how many times the lessons that my mom taught me about seeing things through other people's eyes and to be careful um, about the words that I use and how I use them really set me up for success um, long-term in my career and, and led me to a lot of great uh, great opportunities because the more we can get along with almost anybody, the more opportunities we're going to have to be an influencer and more effective in every job that we're given. Well, I think understanding ourselves a little bit better and how we tick helps us to go, okay, I know that that quality kind of makes other people a little bit edgy or (laughs) I need to tone down that quality while I'm in a room with others. You know, I think that also helps us understand how to deal with other people when we understand ourselves a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't it Paul? He said, I was willing to be all things to all people that I might win some to Christ. And so our willingness to be adaptable and to be willing to change some of those things that might be like sandpaper to the person next to us, (laughs) uh, it it helps us and it helps that person and it helps the kingdom of Christ, which is the more important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, without further ado, I say, well, let's get started, ladies, with these. uh, We have four love talking points for you listeners today. And have you ever had that difficult person in your life? I know that we all have, whether it's a coworker, maybe it's a subordinate, maybe it's your boss. What about your neighbor, Um, your brother, your sister, as Kathy just talked about? Maybe it's a parent or a spouse. I think we've all had at least one person where we were really struggling to get along. So let's talk about that person that you meet um, that maybe is a little bit standoffish the first time you meet them. Maybe they seem a bit rude. They're not very graceful in terms of their social manners. Or maybe they appear a bit angry. So we take that information and we process that and we paint that we paint a picture of that person in our minds based on our first encounter with them, when in reality, that may not be exactly who mm-hmm. they are. You know, maybe they've had a really bad day. Maybe they've gotten a fender bender on the way to that meeting you, you were both attending. Maybe they just had a horrible fight with their spouse. Maybe their child is going through a, an illness that is causing them not to get much sleep. You know, we just don't know. And so I think that it's very important that we get to note people. And that's our first principle is to love, talk regularly. Separate yourself from activity 
to have special time to talk not only with others, but with Jesus. And we're going to spend time on both of those points today. So we've got to separate ourselves from activity girls. That means the phone. Mm -hmm. That means the television, the Internet, books, laundry, floors, (laughs) dishes. Dinner, that means to separate ourselves from those activities. Email. <laughs> Email. Blogs. Isn't that right, Miss Evelyn? Just literally sit down and have eye contact. It is a lost art right now. We we can text better. We can send better text messages than we can have eye contact conversations with people. So this first one says, you know, to love talk regularly. Kathy, I know that you set aside time to spend time with Jesus. And that is one of our our points is we have to regularly love talk with Jesus so that we can be prepared to love talk with others. Can you tell us about how your regular love talk with Jesus has impacted your life? Well, yeah. I mean, and and Carrie, I mean, you know this. My whole, um, the beginning of spending time with Christ in prayer was because I, you know, for years, didn't didn't do that regularly and I got to Australia in a situation surrounded by atheists and agnostics where they would bring up God in a very kind of sarcastic Mm -hmm. tone but the subject of God was on the table and I really couldn't talk about him in any competent way to share this God that I love with them all I knew were Bible studies from vacation Bible school And so I realized at that point, you know, here are these people, they say that they do not know God, and and it's true, they didn't know God, but I said that I knew God, and yet I didn't know him enough to really share him when they were the ones bringing up his name. And so the fact that it that hit me really hard, that I was the one who was being untruthful in my heart, that I said I knew him and yet I really didn't. And that is why I began to pursue him in prayer and, and Bible study, of course. I began to get into his word. I just fell in love with, with um, just... Um, going to church and becoming a part of a, a body of believers and getting that message every week. But the prayer time was what made a difference, getting to know him through prayer. Um, and that has impacted my life. And, and being with him daily then helps me step out and be with others as well. I, I love the verse, Romans twelve two. Kathy, it says, do not be conformed to this world, which is what you ran up against in Australia, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And for you, by getting in the word prayerfully and by really diving into the scriptures, you found out what was good and acceptable and perfect and a way to convey that to others. When we return, listeners... We will talk about how spending time with others is so important. Love talking regularly. You won't want to miss it. Join us after this break. Stay tuned for Love Talk with your hosts, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinketer, and Kathy Enderbrock. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk, 1120 The Bridge. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. I'm here in our beautiful studios today with Kathy Underbrock and the love lady herself, Miss Evelyn Davison. Thank you so much for joining us as we talk today about getting along with almost anybody. We, we opened with our first segment talking about love talking regularly with Jesus, and that leads us to be able to love talk regularly with others. You know, it is exciting when we think about the opportunity we have that every moment of every day we have a helper, one that we can call on to give us instruction, to give us wisdom, to give us uh, everything we need to be an ambassador for him and for the kingdom. And and we accept that, but also we have to come to accept the fact that everybody's not going to like us, right? That's true. That is true. Everybody won't agree with us. Mm-hmm. Everybody won't follow us when we don't follow. But one of the things that helps us deal with that is this. We begin to think of them as an instrument through which God is going to use to help us be more considerate, a kinder, uh, more actively involved in what they are interested in. And, and this works 
really well with husbands <laughs> and children. But uh, there's only been a few times in my life when I've been planted in a love field where there was someone that was a constant critical spirit. Mm. And that's one of the things that's hard to deal with is a critical spirit. And so I, I made a point with her one day with, with a friend that was going to sit in and ask her uh, some questions. And I said, could you define for me what our problem is in communicating? And Because I was her supervisor. And she was very negative about that. Then I, after she explained it, I said, well, what can I do about that? And this is what she said. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Absolutely nothing. You are like you are, and you're not going to change. And I said, well, I don't think that's true, but let's, you know, agree that there is a difference here in personality. And so we talked about that a little bit, and she never weakened. I mean, she was just so bitter, and it had nothing to do with me. It was all what she had done before she could not presently do in the position she had. And, you know, when you're under a... When you're a supervisor and you have those under you that take that attitude, it's very hard to deal with them. So I came up with this idea. I asked her, what is it that I can do in your life to let you know that I'm interested in you being successful at your job? Mm -hmm. And again, she said, nothing. Nothing. You can't do anything. So I ended up and said to her, I'm going to pray for you that God's going to create a situation in your life where I am the only one that can fill that need in your life. Uh, and I said, would you accept that? And she said, no, I'm not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So the two, the only two experiences I've had in life when I've come up against someone that strong. But I've always ended with, I, I really am sorry that there is a conflict, but I have to stand on principle. And the principle is this, and name that, you know, if you're in a supervisor, mm-hmm. like a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. you have rules and regulations. So sometimes we just really need to get with a person, and, and especially in family situations, like in eight, eight children in a family, <laughs> where you do yeah. some resolution, conflict resolution. And one of the best ways to do that is to do it under the spiritual uh, umbrella of the Lord Jesus. And that's hard to do sometimes when, when there's anger or when there's disappointment. But in Galatians 6.10, it says, So then, as we have an opportunity... Let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. That means, you know, our Christian brothers and sisters. But it also means those that are not believers that are under our authority for one reason or other. And, and, and then Romans twelve ten says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another is showing honor. And so that's part of it is we look into the personality of the heart of the soul of a person. We can quickly identify their need. And, and we're going to talk about some of those today. But basically, we have to be aware of every second that when we're dealing with a coaching situation or a teaching situation, that we are in a place of honor mm-hmm. and that we have to be very careful as we do that, that we would exemplify the Lord Jesus and do what it takes to make them come to understand where we are in life. I think I've, I found that out when I was coaching Miss Evelyn that, you know, my, my words really do matter. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you would say things that, or I would say things that I, I didn't think the kid heard or even that it even mattered. And they would come back later and they'd say, Coach, you know, and it, this could be positive or negative. Coach, what you said, you know, that, that kind of hurt my feelings. Or, yeah. you know, I know you were trying to motivate me, but, man, that, that was kind of brutal. Or, um, <laughs> hey, Coach, I really appreciate what you said. I, I heard you compliment me today excessively in practice, and thank you for that. You know, so our words, they really do matter. And I've tried to tell that to my kids um, so many times, especially my son. He's very animated like I am. And I'm like, your words matter, buddy. They Uh really do. You know, I love that you say that because that takes us directly into principle number two of getting along with almost anybody. And that is love talk, honestly. That you need to be truthful in in your words, and um, I love this verse in Proverbs. It's it's from chapter fourteen, and then you flip over to verse number twelve. It says a true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. Mm. 
and uh, two chapters before in Proverbs in 12, uh, 22, <laughs> says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. <laughs> and so, you know, the words that we use are so important but that we do speak truth in love Love. always always that that truth needs to go through that filter and goodness and kindness you know it's especially when you're dealing with boys and my (laughs) life has been made up of boys (laughs) is that you have to be firm and, Mm -hmm. and not necessarily strict strict but you have to have rules there are three ways in life that you train children or you can rear a family number one is by love Mm-hmm. The second one by logic. Yes. You reason with them. You get up in the morning and the weatherman said it's going to freeze by 2 o'clock today. You better take a coat. Well, with logic, you give that to a child and say, especially boys, I don't want to drag a coat around all day. I don't want to drag a coat around all day. Okay. You pay the price of your choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other thing is rules or mm-hmm. law. It's mm-hmm. it's love, logic, and law. And we're later in the fall we're going to do some teaching on that area. But those are the things that help you establish the standards by which you can speak honestly and mm-hmm. speak you know lovingly with 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 children or husband and wife or whatever. Well, I, I know it's important that to always think before we speak, and that is so much more challenging for some personality types than others. And and I'll tell you, me being an extrovert, a lot of times I don't know what I even think until I speak. So yeah, I know that sounds ridiculous. I'm but sorry. <laughs> it is so true. And and I'll tell Eric, if, if there's something that I need to write or a group that I need to talk to, uh, I'll tell Eric, Sweetie, I can't unravel this in my brain. Can you go for a walk with me so Mm -hmm. we can talk so I can figure out what I'm really thinking about this? And and, and so I know that sometimes telling uh, people, all right, think before you speak, Mm -hmm. that is a huge challenge in and of itself. But but we do need to put that time in. And, Evelyn, you have this a a really good... what do you call it? An anachronism. The the love gates. It says that you you say that pass everything you say through the love gates and think. And you say use a T H I N K. Can you walk us through That's that? That's an acrostic, huh? First of all, is it true? Yeah. Is it true? What we're talking about today, is it true? Yeah. You know, have you heard the truth? Have I heard the truth? Second, is it helpful? Okay. Is it helpful? Thirdly, is it inspiring? You don't want to let it become bitterness, you know, if you're dealing with with situations. Is it necessary to deal with it today? You know, sometimes as moms, we think, boy, you got to get it straightened out before your daddy gets home. Oh, I'm so (laughs) like that. that I'm so like that. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and then the last one, is it kind? And that's T-H-I-N-K, think. Is it timely? Is this a good time for us to talk about this? Or can we talk, take a walk later, uh, Kathy, and and talk? And I love that you speak about timing in that because um, when we love talk regularly and we love talk honestly, we do have to watch the timing. And, you know, I know growing up um, and working in the workplace, there I – there were those individuals that we didn't see eye to eye on a number of things. I would always want to schedule meetings with them yeah. for first thing in the morning when I was the most fresh. I was the <laughs> most ready. I and, mm-hmm. But I would never, ever, ever schedule anything right before lunch because I get grumpy when right before lunch when I'm <laughs> hungry. I get grumpy. And then um, after lunch, really good time for meetings with those types of individuals and then never have meetings right at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we do need to kind of be aware and use that timing and pick those pick those um, um, times when to engage and, and have those meetings that we need to have. Absolutely. I was the same way when I was coaching Kathy. I, I really hated letting things go. And I needed to schedule that meeting for first thing in the morning. If something happened in practice, I needed to schedule things for first thing in the morning so that I could get that straight, right? I think one more point I'd like to talk about um, as we speak on this point of love talking honestly is that we have to be willing to keep our word and do what we say. That's so important. If we are going to have good, positive relationships with others, we have to be willing to do what we say. And, Kathy, it kind of goes back to what you said. You know, sometimes the words fly out of my mouth before I even 
think about what I've just said. Oh, yeah, I'll bring you a meal. Or, oh, I'll come visit you. Uh, uh, okay, should I have said that? Do I really have time to do that? And am I going to follow through? And so love talking, honestly, we have to be willing to do what we're going to say. And when we say we're going to pray for someone, pray for someone. Mm-hmm. That's so important. When you're when you're looking them face to face and you say you're going to pray for them, pray for them. And don't say, I'm going to pray for you and leave it. Mm-hmm. Do it right then and there and then take it with you. Um, you know, Keep that word to taking a meal to somebody that you're trying to get to know better. Keep that word to go visit someone that you know is hurting or struggling or send them a card. Mm-hmm. Be willing to keep your word as you love talk honestly. James one twenty two says, be doers of the word and not just hearers only. <laughs> I have a problem with that one. <laughs> right? And so I've really tried to, to get better at this one. My daughter told me something the other day that I thought was wonderful. Um, she said, Mom, I'm a thinker. And she's very much of an introvert by nature. And she said a lot of times people just fly off and answer things in class and blah, blah, blah. And I think about it mm-hmm. before I speak. And so I think there's some really great qualities there. Um, And so she's a thinker. She doesn't always fly off the handle. And I love that about her and her personality. And I wish I could be more like that. Uh, When we come back, listeners, we're going to get into principle number three. We're already halfway through our show today. I can't believe it. Our principle number three would be to love talk tenderly. Uh You won't want to miss what we have to say about speaking kindly and gracefully when we come back. Stay tuned for Love Talk with your hosts, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinketer, and Kathy Enderbrock. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk 1120 The Bridge. We are so thankful and delighted that you are here today. I hope you're getting something out of our show today called Getting Along with Almost Anybody here in studio with Kathy Enderbrock, Miss Evelyn Davis. Am I anybody with you gals? Oh, Miss <laughs> Evelyn, are you kidding me? And I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. It is so great to have you today. We are talking about our principles of love talking with almost anybody, love talking talk regularly, and love talk honestly. The third one, Kathy, is love talk tenderly. Oh, my stars. You know, I think you're almost uh, kind of poking me in the side here, ribbing me a bit to (laughs) put me on this topic because... Well, you're an expert. You've got three girls, and you talk tenderly with girls. Evelyn, if you could list, like, my top 100 attributes, I don't know that tenderness would ever <laughs> even make it on there. I'm like a bull in a china shop. And here's one of the things that, that um, I, you know, I've just learned over and over again is that um, when we engage with others, 20% of that engagement mm-hmm. is the words that we use. 80% of that engagement is how we present those words. And and, and and this has been difficult for me because I am a, a, a strong personality and I'm I'm always go in knowing what I want to accomplish, what I want to achieve, where I want to go uh, with that engagement. And um, Dr. Clint Anderson, uh, he's with a J. Clint Anderson Consulting, just a, a brilliant guy, and we're looking forward to having him on the show later this summer. He 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 told me, Kathy, every meeting, every engagement is a relationship building engagement. Um, and we were looking at this from the form of team building, that every encounter is a team building encounter. And so you can either build or you can tear down. And so every time you are um, passing that person in the in the hallway, um, sitting next to that person at the at the at the table or encountering that person at work every encounter is a relationship building encounter and and how you talk to them not just the words that mm-hmm. you use but how you present those words uh, is really impactful and we need to love talk t- tenderly and proverbs 28 says um 
excuse me, Proverbs 15, verse 18 says, A hot-tempered <laughs> man stirs up strife. I like to say a hot-tempered man stirs up his wife. <laughs> but that's not what King Solomon said when he wrote Proverbs. He said a hot-tempered man stirs up strife. But he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we even see this again. I, I think it's um, in James where he says, Brothers, be slow to anger and be quick to listen because man's anger never achieves Mm -hmm. the righteous life that God desires. And so um, we need to, when we step into these situations, if we have strong emotions and strong feelings, uh, we need to temper that and use some wisdom and um, step back and, and, and love talk tenderly, realizing, you know, sometimes we may be the only um, tender, positive mm-hmm. person that that individual encounters that day. Yes. Absolutely. You know, emotion in dealing with conflict, many times you have to take emotion out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And in dealing with college women, that was very difficult. Logic. Yeah. That's when you use logic. That's when you use logic. You have to take emotion out of the situation. I'm a very passionate person. I talk with my hands. I move a lot. I I know uh, my husband has actually taken my hands before and kind of held them down beside <laughs> me to see if I could speak a sentence. And it is so difficult. I cannot do it. Um, but I have a and I have a really loud voice just naturally in this in this little body. God gave me this really loud voice. And so I think sometimes that comes off as intimidating, even when I don't mean it to be, because I am just kind of a naturally loud and, and big personality. And so I know that um, Jeremiah seventeen nine says, the heart is deceitful above mm. all things. So being able to step back and, and, and temper my personality down a little bit and, and take my hand motions down and lower my voice and, um, and, and understand that the heart and those emotions that go along with it need to be taken out of our equation when we're dealing with logical situations and trying to resolve conflict is something that I really try to work on. I, Miss Evelyn, I think I was probably born in the wrong generation. I love everything from... The 1920s to the 1960s, I just, I I think I was born in the wrong generation. And so I'm naturally drawn to sit down with the the older people at my church. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a group of men at our church. They call themselves the Romeos. Oh, really? They do. And it's it's an acronym for really old men eating out. And they go out (laughs) to eat together. And um, I love kind of happening upon their their Thursday morning breakfast and... um, I I respect those gentlemen so much because when they talk, especially in a in a room, in a business situation, in a in a in a meeting, people listen. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to talk more quietly, and what they have to say is very wise. And so I I love sitting down with them and just soaking up their wisdom. It really is one of my favorite things to do. I have wonderful memories of going to the coffee shop with my grandfather mm-hmm. early, early in the morning so that everybody else could go so that as soon as they finished their coffee and breakfast, they could go work in the fields. And And um, I loved doing that with my grandfather. And I just, those men were such an influence on my life because they really thought about their words carefully. And I, that's something that I want to do. I don't want to be like First Corinthians 13 where it says, that my words can be like a resounding gong or a clanging <laughs> cymbal, and I know that many times they are. Mm. My feelings and emotions will try to dictate the conversation, but I know that I have to build my words upon God's truth and uh, be slow to speak. And, and to speak, uh, you know, with um, with tenderness means that we manage uh, our tone when we talk uh, to children or to husbands. Uh, intonation is probably about 60% of communication, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just one word, you know, God, if you just said God, or if you just said God, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. tone t- determines the receptive 
part of a person's brain mm-hmm. is how you receive it. So it's not just the words we say or the hand signals. You know, we talk with our hands a lot. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, Carrie. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a boy out there. But the thing that we do want to really nail on is that as we learn to pray and seek the Lord Jesus and ask for his wisdom when we deal with conflict, and that's that's what we're talking about. Getting along with almost anybody. Mm-hmm. We can't. We just can't be all things to to everyone. But our our goal should be like Jesus. We should walk, and and really reach out and engage with people, and use it in a way that it is tender and loving and kind. So, absolutely. You know, Proverbs twenty nine eleven says, "A fool gives full vent to his spirit." But a wise man quietly holds it back. <laughs> I think I need to paste that verse all over my house. You know, a fool lets everything go and just um, and forgets about love talking tenderly. But a wise man mm-hmm. quietly holds it back and really thinks about words in a way that can be meaningful to a conversation or to conflict. And, and Timothy teaches us, he said, preach the word. I call it preach to teach. You teach to preach. You mm-hmm. teach first. Mm-hmm. Uh, be ready in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And, you know, you just can't come in preaching. You've, you've got to lay down the logic of any understanding or any initiative. And so, you know, th- what's the next one, Carrie? Well, we're our, going well. Uh, we are. Our next love talk principle for today as we talk about getting along with almost anybody is to love talk positively. You would think that that would be a given, right? That as you go into conflict re- resolution <laughs> or as you try to get along with that coworker, maybe you don't have an overt conflict, but man, they really, like that you said, they grate on you like sandpaper. Um, that it would that that would be logical, right? To love talk positively, but it's not always easy, mm-hmm. especially when there might be underlying rooted bitterness that is causing you, no matter what they say, they could tell you, hey, Kathy, boy, you sure do look pretty today. And you might go, I can't believe she said I look pretty today. (laughs) (laughs) What did I look like yesterday? (laughs) What did I look like yesterday? You know, you you, just have a way of of switching things around. I don't know about you girls, but have y'all ever been so angry that you prepared your speech? Oh, Oh, absolutely. I have a column. I have a book. Full of speeches, <laughs> right? You know, and you practice it, right? Oh, I'm going to tell him that that he hurt me like that. I'm going to tell her, blah 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 blah. You know, and we practice it, right? And and we mull it over and over in our head that speech that we're going to give the next time we see that person, and we're going to plan it out. Oh man, you know what Proverbs eighteen twenty one says: death, death, and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. So if we love death and speaking death and speaking ugly, we're going to eat those fruits. If we love life and speaking life, we're going to eat those fruits. And, um, man, love talking positively. Matthew 7, 5 says, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. I think I told this story on radio um, uh, in one of our sessions, but there was one time I was so angry with my husband that I made up this list, these things. I was going <laughs> to tell him, and I wrote them all down. And I took them upstairs, and I was going to tape them to the bathroom window, mm-hmm. right, or bathroom mirror. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad, and, but I had, mm, and I wrote them all down. And then I looked at that list, and ladies I just started crying. I literally fell to my knees because I realized I'd just written a list about myself, Mm -hmm. not about my husband. Mm -hmm. I had to take that giant plank out of my eye, and there was just this tiny little speck in his, right? Mm -hmm. And I wrote all those things about myself. Oh, I still have that list. My daughter Mackenzie's here in the studio. Have you ever seen that list, Mackenzie? No, I hid it away. (laughs) I hid it away. It's hidden away, and it's... It's in a place where I can bring it out and just remind myself to get that that plank out of my eye because there's no reason for that when I'm trying to love talk positively. Friends, 
conflict is inevitable. If you'll join us again for our final segment, we have so much more to bring to you today as we love talk about getting along with almost anybody. I promise you want to stay tuned as we wrap up this phenomenal session. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for Love Talk with your hosts, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinketer, and Kathy Enderbrock. Getting along with almost anybody. Listeners, I hope you're having a great day, and I hope that you've enjoyed our show today as we talk on today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. We are talking about getting along with almost anybody, love talking regularly, even when we don't want to, love talking honestly and tenderly. And finally, love talking positively to those that uh, we are struggling to get along with and even just in conflict resolution and in our everyday lives. Conflict is inevitable, folks. I mean, it's going to happen. It's there. But it does not have to be negative or destructive. I think that is a ter- those two terms I have attached to conflict um, and I don't need to. Conflict doesn't have to be negative or destructive. Now, we're not trying to say that it's all let's hold hands and skip and unicorns uh-huh. and rainbows, right, Miss Evelyn? Conflict is caused by sin, but it can still be used for good. And in Romans 8:28, it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Paul was actually having trouble. Um, well, the Corinthian church was, was very divided, and he talks about this in his letter to the Corinthians. And it was, uh, you know, it's debated on exactly what the Corinthian church was divided upon. But there, there's several, several things that could have been divided on theology because um, Paul talks about, you know, don't be devoted to me or Apollos or, Cep- Apollos or Cephas or Christ. That, that, you know, you have to, you don't have to pick and choose here. There's only one person to be devoted to. And so Paul was writing this letter to the Corinthians to try to, really meshed together groups of people who had never come together before. Um, And so he says, you know, glorify God as you talk positively to each other. Serve others and bear their burdens Mm -hmm. as we talk positively to one another. And confess that sin and turn from those attitudes that promote it. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do is to really look at ourselves and wonder, what is the sinful nature within me and how can I use that? How can I turn that around for positive as I talk to others? Kathy, how do we find grace to yeah. understand? What does it take to fix all this stuff? Huh? Right? Yeah. right? Grace. Well, grace. And, I, and I mean, I think it's exactly what you were talking about, this humble approach. Okay. Taking a look at yourself, taking a look at what God has done for you and the grace that he has poured out on you. And I love that our, our fourth point today takes us all the way right back to our first point, which is when you are love talking with Jesus regularly, he is pouring out this loving kindness, this tender loving kindness out over your heart. And, and you are starting your day from a very a place of a very positive relationship. So you're able to be more positive and pour that into mm-hmm. others during the day. And, you know, when, when we have this conflict, I, I love that you say it doesn't have to be destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God, conflict is all around us. And oftentimes God will purposefully use it in our lives mm-hmm. to grow us. And, you know, if we're finding that there's conflict that is making us bitter, if you will put that in God's hands and talk to him about it, he will use it to make you better, not bitter. And, you know, we can see this in the life of Joseph that we find towards the end of Genesis. And so here was a brother who was sold by his 11 other brothers into slavery. He had been beaten. He had been imprisoned. And then the Lord used all of this in God's perfect timing to raise him up to be second only to Pharaoh. I, you know, basically like that's even higher than the vice president of the United States. Like we were talking, <laughs> raised him up into a huge position. And when the brothers came back, rather than Joseph being bitter and ugly, and I mean, he could have taken off all of their heads. 
he turned to them with tenderness. And this is a, these are the positive words that he, he said. He told, Joseph told his brothers, you intended to harm me. Okay, honesty, mm-hmm. right? That's what we talked about, our mm-hmm. point number two. But God intended it for good to mm-hmm. accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. And so we can be positive because we know that in all things God's going to work all of these things together for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And so we don't have to waste time being bitter. If we find that we're having a bitter root in our hearts, we can go to the Lord who pours out his grace over us. Not so that we can keep that grace there, but so that we can also then, after we experience the healing of that grace, we can then pour that grace out onto others. Well, Paul says that in Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for good to those who are called, who are living the life of the Lord Jesus. And then that 29 tells us why that is, Kathy. He says that we might be conformed to the love image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What is the love image of Jesus Christ? Okay, Evelyn, you're always throwing these things out at me. The love image of Jesus Christ is that image that can stand up where others can see Jesus in you. And so when we're talking about all of these principles, we're basically saying how will individuals be able to see Jesus in you without you opening the Bible at their front desk? With, you, with them just to be able to see how you engage day in and day out, how you are a positive influence, how you speak tenderly, how you will speak honestly and engage regularly, even though it is a difficult engagement, and how you use and schedule your time. And they're going to come to you and they're going to say, how do you do it? And that is the time, the opportunity when you're going to get to take them to lunch and tell them exactly where you get your grace and strength and positiveness from. I love that, Kathy. Wow, you're so good at at bringing it all home. Um, One more point I wanted to make about uh, love talking positively is that conflict does worsen with neglect Mm -hmm. or when we ignore that situation. You know, things can fester and really um, start to get out of control whenever, because that's when we start to pick people apart Mm -hmm. is whenever we let a situation fester and we don't deal with it and we're just literally picking someone apart at the seams and that's not fair. Tough times and hard conversations, even the most painful relational tensions is when the true light of his grace shines brightest Mm -hmm. and can transform us and our conflict person um, into the likeness of Jesus. And that's what we really want. Um, That's what we really want to see. It's really hard to be open with those feelings, Miss Evelyn, as we love talk uh, positively. Well, you know, in a time that we're living in right now, Carrie, when there, there is so much negative things uh, in our world, mm-hmm. uh, where there is sorrow and there's neediness and there's mass sin. You know, we look at our nation, how we have deteriorated in the last fi- just 15 years. It's just gotten to the point that we are we are struggling as a nation, not just as individuals. To be what it is that God has called us to be and planted us. You know, he said, I will plant you in a garden, in a love plant, in a field where you can grow up and bear fruit. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it is when the conflict comes into our lives. The the, uh, attention bells ring off. We've got to stop, look at it. Analyze it, determine, you know, what it is that we have been involved in that we need to, to, to be restrained in, in any manner whatsoever. Whether you're talking about your children or you're talking about marriage mm-hmm. or we're talking about neighborhood associations. Mm-hmm. Some of the most vile things in America go in, go on in neighborhood associations when you, you get this gimme attitude, you know. It's or at city council meetings. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. Yes, or in the Senate today, or, mm-hmm. you know, even in the in the Supreme Court. We've gone through this summer through some very serious oh, yeah. uh, and, and dangerous decisions that the Supreme Court has brought out. But, you know, if we look at all of this, we have to watch our expectations. Ah, okay. uh, we If we expect to be the king of the hill, 
then we can expect the war to come against us and knock us off. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've got to be really careful about our expectations and our relationships and entitlement. When we, when we believe that, you know, this is my thing and you let me have it, I want it right now. And that's unfortunately some of our younger people in our nation right now are looking at that in regard to to voting. And so there are a lot of the things that go into what it is that we need to be to get along with almost anybody. And today's just the beginning. We've got... It is. Today's just the beginning. You know, we've talked today about love talking regularly and honestly and tenderly and positively. And in our next show, we are going to be discussing four more principles for love talking and getting along with almost anybody. Miss Evelyn, I'm going to do to you like you always do to us. Which of these three principles speaks to you the most? Or four principles, I'm sorry. Okay, to love talk positively. As I said, we are living in our time today when you look at every corner of, of our world. There is danger. There is hatred. There's meanness. And we have got to be love on parade before world to show to all people that the Lord has a plan and that he's coming soon. I believe that with all my heart. Well, and I think social media plays a big part in this in our in our world today. You know, somebody could put on social media, boy, I love the color yellow. And you would be shocked at all of the negative, and that's just a silly example, but negative, horrible responses that will come to a person that just says something, you know, benign, and then all of a sudden, oh, I can't believe you like the color yellow. Why do you like the color yellow? Well, I like the color green. If you like the color yellow, and I like the color green, we can't get along. You know, I mean, there's... Football there, huh? Right? It's, it's, so, it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Kathy, which one of these four speaks to you the most? Tenderly. I mean, that's my biggest challenge Mm -hmm. is that I don't tend to be a tender person and I know how important that is. And so that has taken me the most work. But, you know, sometimes I I, I do believe that those things that require the most work within our character, those are going to be the things that God does the greatest things with as as long as we're willing to spend the time there. And, you know, I would love to hear from our listeners and you can come and see us um, on come and visit our website. We are actually doing some things to it, changing it up, trying to make it a little bit easier for you. You can see us at the lovetalknetwork.com. Visit our Facebook page. Let us hear from you. We'd like to know which of these four principles, um, which one's the most challenging for you. And if you have a question or a topic that you'd like for us to discuss, let us know and uh, we'll share our ideas on it. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Carrie, and thank you, Kathy. And it's just been wonderful to have you with us these few weeks. I know you're going to be leaving again pretty quickly, and and we'll be talking to you on the phone. But these are exciting days for us, and we just know that as we stand firm in, in, in the grace, in the mercy, in the love, in the tenderness the Lord gives us, that we're going to be used by him to get along with almost anybody. And that's what Jesus Christ came for. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We'd love to send you a free Bible. Or you can go on our website at www.lovetalknetwork.com. And we'll talk to you again next week as we again talk about getting along with almost anybody.